Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
God ministered to him life, and, and he was uh, healed of, of what the doctors had said he would not be able to recover from. And I'm happy this morning to say that God has uh, discharged him from the hospital and off that palliative floor, and and uh, he is recovering, and he is uh, doing what uh, we didn't expect him to do at first because the uh, the sentence of death has been removed, and, and I'm grateful this morning to report to you that God is moving in, in my father's uh, life, and uh, we appreciate God, and we appreciate life this morning. Uh, that's where I've been, and, and I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back with the Word of God. God's spoken uh, to me, along with uh, all of you on the TED line uh, this week, and God is good. God is good. He doesn't fail. He does not fail. His word is is true and it's powerful. It's living. And this morning I want to talk to you about uh, the house of God. I want to talk to you about uh, you and I. See, the Lord is in this house. The Lord is in this house. And he desires to be in this house. In Exodus 29.45, in Exodus 25.8, in Leviticus 26.11, Deuteronomy 12.11, 1 Kings 6.13, Psalm 114.2. These scriptures and more reveal to us that God desired to be among his people. And even from the beginning when he created Adam and Eve and placed them in the garden, it says he came, he visited with them. He came to be among them. In the safety of that place, in the coolness of the day, but sin through Satan caused separation. It caused the fall. It caused them to fall down to Satan's level. Through lies the devil told, mankind was then evicted from where they had known, where they had come to know was their home. They were removed from what they knew was their home. But God still wanted to be reunited with them and to live among them. Later, the scripture tells us that he gave Moses instructions to build the tabernacle for his people for this purpose, to be close to them. God desires to live among his people. And then soon the day came when God chose and commanded a man, a king named Solomon, to prepare a place for him. In First Kings chapters eight and chapter nine, in the King James it says, Then Solomon assembled the elders of Israel and all the heads of the tribes, the chief of the fathers of the children of Israel, unto King Solomon in Jerusalem, that they might bring up the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of the city of David, which is Zion. And all the men of Israel assembled themselves unto King Solomon at the feast in the month Ethanim, which is the seventh month. And all the elders of Israel came, and the priests took up the ark. And they brought up the ark of the Lord and the tabernacle of the congregation and all the holy vessels that were in the tabernacle. Even those did the priests and the Levites bring up. And King Solomon and all the congregation of Israel that were assembled unto him were with him before the ark, sacrificing sheep and oxen that could not be told nor numbered for multitude. And the priests brought in the ark of the covenant of the Lord unto his place, into the oracle of the house, to the most holy place, even under the wings of the cherubims. For the cherubims spread forth their two wings over the place of the ark, and the cherubims covered the ark, and the staves thereof above. And they drew out the staves, that the ends of the staves were seen out in the holy place before the oracle, and they were not seen without. And there they are unto this day. There was nothing in the ark, save the two tables of stone, which Moses put there at Horeb, when the Lord made a covenant with the children of Israel, when they came out of the land of Egypt. And it came to pass, when the priests came out of the holy place, that the cloud filled the house of the Lord. 
so that the priests could not stand to minister because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord had filled the house of the Lord. Then spake Solomon, the Lord said that he would dwell in the thick darkness. I have surely built thee in house to dwell in, a settled place for thee to abide in forever. And the king turned his face about and blessed all the congregation of Israel. And all the congregation of Israel stood. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, which spake with his mouth unto David my father, and hath with his hand fulfilled it, saying, Since the day that I brought forth my people Israel out of Egypt, I chose no city out of all the tribes of Israel to build an house, that my name might be therein. But I chose David to be over my people Israel. And it was in the heart of David my father to build an house for the name of the Lord God of Israel. And the Lord said unto David my father, Whereas it was in thine heart to build an house unto my name, thou didst well that it was in thine heart. Nevertheless, thou shalt not build the house, but thy son that shall come forth out of thine loins. He shall build the house unto my name. And the Lord hath performed his word that he spake, and I am risen up in the room of David my father and sit on the throne of Israel, as the Lord promised, and have built an house for the name of the Lord God of Israel. And I have set there a place for the ark, wherein is the covenant of the Lord, which he made with our fathers when he brought them out of the land of Egypt. And Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the congregation of Israel and spread forth his hands toward heaven. And he said, Lord God of Israel, there is no God like thee in heaven above or on earth beneath. Keepest covenant and mercy with thy servants that walk before thee with all their heart, who hast kept with thy servant David my father that thou promised him, thou spakest also with thy mouth, and hast fulfilled it with thine hand, as it is this day. Therefore now, Lord God of Israel, keep with thy heart David, keep with thy servant David my father that thou promised him, saying, there shall not fail thee a man in my sight to sit on the throne of Israel, so that thy children take heed to their way, that they walk before me as thou hast walked before me. And now, O God of Israel, let thy word, I pray thee, be verified, which thou spakest unto thy servant David, my father. But will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold, the heaven and heaven of heavens cannot contain thee, how much less this house that I have builded. Yet have thou respect unto the prayer of thy servant, and to his supplication, O Lord my God, to hearken unto their cry, unto the cry and to the people, which thy servant prayeth before thee today that thine eyes may be open toward this house night and day, even toward the place of which thou hast said, my name shall be there, that thou mayest hearken unto their, the prayer which thy servant shall make towards this place. And hearken thou to the supplication of thy servant, and of thy people Israel, when they shall pray toward this place, and hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place, and when thou hearest, forgive. If any man trespass against his neighbor, and an oath be laid upon him to cause him to swear, an oath come before thine altar in this house, then hear thou in heaven, and do, and judge thy servants, condemning the wicked, to bring his way upon his head and justifying the righteous to give him according to his righteousness. When thy people 
Israel. He's smitten down before the enemy because they have sinned against thee and shall turn again to thee and confess thy name and pray and make supplication unto thee in this house. And hearken thou to the supplication of thy servant and of thy people when they shall pray toward this place. I want you to point to yourself, point to where your heart is and say, this place. Say, this place. Then hear thou in heaven and forgive the sin of thy people Israel and bring them again unto the land which thou gavest unto their fathers. When heaven is shut up and there is no rain because they have sinned against thee, if they pray toward this place, and confess thy name, and turn from their sin, when thou afflictest them. And hear thou in heaven, and forgive the sin of thy servants and of thy people Israel, that thou teach them the good way wherein they should walk, and give rain upon thy land, which thou hast given to thy people for an inheritance. If there be in the land famine, if there be pestilence, blasting, mildew, locust, or if there be caterpillar, their enemy besiege them in the land of their cities. Whatsoever plague, whatsoever sickness there be, what prayer and supplication soever be made by any man or by all thy, thy people Israel, which shall know every man the plague of his own heart and spread forth his hands towards this house then hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place and forgive and do and give to every man according to his ways whose heart thou knowest for thou even thou only knowest the hearts of all the children of men they may fear thee all the days that they live in the land which thou gavest unto their, our fathers Moreover, concerning a stranger that is not of thy people Israel, but cometh out of a far country for thy name's sake. For they shall hear of thy great name and of thy strong hand and of thy stretched out arm. When he shall come and pray toward this house, hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place and do according to all that the stranger calleth to thee for that all people of the earth may know thy name to fear thee as do thy people Israel and that they may know that this house which I have builded is called by thy name. I want you to point to yourself again, point to where your heart is and say, this house, this house. If thy people go out to battle against their enemy, whithersoever thou shalt send them and shall pray unto the Lord toward the city which thou hast chosen and toward the house that I have built for thy name. Then hear thou in heaven their prayer and their supplication and maintain their cause. If they sin against thee, for there is no man that sinneth not, and thou be angry with them and deliver them to the enemy so that they carry them away captives unto the land of the enemy far or near. Yet if they shall bethink themselves in the land whither they were carried captives and repent and make supplication unto thee in the land of them that carried them captives, saying, We have sinned, have done perversely, we have committed wickedness, and so return unto thee with all their heart and with all their soul in the land of their enemies which led them away captive, and pray unto thee toward their land, which thou gavest unto their fathers, the city which thou hast chosen, and the house which I have built for thy name. Then hear thou their prayers and their supplication in heaven, thy dwelling place, and maintain their cause, and forgive thy people that have sinned against thee and all their transgressions, wherein they have transgressed against thee, and give them compassion before them who carried them captive, that they may have compassion on them. For they be thy people, and thine inheritance which thou 
brought us forth out of Egypt from the midst of the furnace of iron, that thine eyes may be open unto the supplication of thy servant and unto the supplication of thy people Israel, to hearken unto them in all that they call for unto thee, without didst separate them from among all the people of the earth to be thine inheritance. And thou spakest by the hand of Moses thy servant when thou broughtest our fathers out of Egypt, O Lord God. And it was so that when Solomon had made an end of praying all his prayer and supplication unto the Lord, he arose from before the altar of the Lord, from kneeling on his knees with his hands spread up to heaven. And he stood and blessed all the congregation of Israel with a loud voice, saying, Blessed be the Lord, that hath given rest unto his people Israel, according to all that he promised. There hath not failed one word of all his good promise, which he promised by the hand of Moses, his servant. The Lord our God be with us, as he was with our fathers. Let him not leave us, nor forsake us, that he may incline our hearts unto him, to walk in all his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, which he commanded our fathers. And let these my words, wherein I have made supplication before the Lord, be nigh unto the Lord our God day and night, that he maintain the cause of his servant and the cause of his people Israel in all times, as the matter shall require, that the people of the earth may know that the Lord is God, and that there is none else. Let your heart, therefore, be perfect with the Lord our God, to walk in his statutes and to keep his commandments as at this day. And the king and all Israel with him offered sacrifice before the Lord. And Solomon offered a sacrifice of peace offerings, which he offered unto the Lord two and twenty thousand oxen and an hundred and twenty thousand sheep. So the king and all the children of Israel dedicated the house of the Lord. The same day did the king hallow the middle of the court that was before the house of the Lord. For there he offered burnt offerings and meat offerings and the fat of the peace offerings. Because the brazen altar that was before the Lord was too little to receive the burnt offerings and meat offerings and the fat of the peace offerings. And at that time Solomon held a feast. And all Israel with him, a great congregation from the entering in of Hamath unto the river of Egypt, before the Lord our God, seven days and seven days, even fourteen days. On the eighth day he sent the people away, and they blessed the king, and went unto their tents, joyful and glad of heart for all the goodness that the Lord had done for David his servant and for Israel his people. And it came to pass, when Solomon had finished the building of the house of the Lord and the king's house, and all Solomon's desire which pleased to do, that the Lord appeared to Solomon the second time, as he had appeared unto him at Gibeon. And the Lord said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and thy supplication that thou hast made before me. I have hallowed this house which thou hast built. To put my name there forever, in mine eyes, in mine heart, shall be there perpetually. I want you to point to yourself where your heart is and say, God has hallowed this house. God has hallowed this house. And if thou wilt walk before me, as David thy father walked, in integrity of heart, and in uprightness to do according to all that I have commanded thee, and wilt keep my statutes and my judgments. Then I will establish the throne of thy kingdom upon Israel forever, as I promised to David thy father, saying, There shall not fail thee a man upon the throne of Israel. But if ye shall at all turn from following me, ye and your children, and will not keep my commandments and my statutes which I have set before you, but go and serve other gods and worship them, then will I cut off Israel out of the land which I have given them. And this house, this house, which I have hallowed for my name, will I cast out of my sight. And Israel shall be a proverb and a byword among all the people. And at this 
house, which is high. Everyone that passeth by it shall be astonished and shall hiss. And they shall say, Why hath the Lord done this thus unto this land and to this house? And they shall answer, Because they forsook the Lord their God, who brought forth their fathers out of the land of Egypt, and have taken hold upon other gods, and have worshipped them, and have served them. Therefore hath the Lord brought upon them all this evil. And it came to pass at the end of twenty years when Solomon had built the two houses, the house of the Lord and the king's house. Now Hiram, the king of Tyre, had finished, furnished Solomon with cedar trees and fir trees and with gold according to all his desire. That then King Solomon gave Hiram twenty cities in the land of Galilee. And Hiram came out of Tyre to see the cities which Solomon had given him. And they pleased him not. And he said, What cities are these which thou hast given me, my brother? And he called them the land of Kabul unto this day. And Hiram sent to the king six score talents of gold. And this is the reason of the levy which King Solomon raised, for to build the house of the Lord and his own house, and Milo, and the wall of Jerusalem, and Hazor, and Magadu, and Gezer. For Pharaoh, king of Egypt, had gone up and taken Gezer and burnt it with fire and slain the Canaanites that dwelt in the city and given it present unto his daughter, Solomon's wife. And Solomon built Gezer and Beth Oran, the nether. I'm going to go ahead and finish at this point, but I want you to point to yourself and say, this house this house. So you you are a house. And this the prophetic description here in verse in verse 42 is a direct reference to Jesus, our savior. You remember the prophetic word in Isaiah 53:1 where it says, "Who hath believed a report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed?" Who hath believed our report? Who's a believer, in other words? And who, who has God revealed his arm to? Who has God revealed his salvation to? Are they two rhetorical questions or invitation to enter into God's provision? What is that great name? Who is the strong hand of God? And who is the arm of the Lord? Jesus. Jesus, our deliverer. And take note of what the second part of that verse says, because the first part sets you up or prepares you for and reveals to, to you what we should do with that great name, what we can, can get from that strong hand, what is given to us, and what is achieved and what is provided by that outstretched arm of God. It says, when he, the child of God who turns to him, and praise towards this house. It was God's desire and purpose for us that he would dwell among you and in you. That was his purpose. That's what he desires. This is why he, Jesus, came in, that, in the form of a, of a lowly, humble flesh of man. And he gave himself on the cross so that you and I would be reconnected back to God. Zechariah 2.10 says, Shout for joy and be glad, O daughter of Zion, for I am coming to dwell among you, declares the Lord. See, Satan, Satan thought he was thwarting. He thought he was separating and killing and destroying that, that relationship of fellowship and, and unity that mankind had and the the the, the the perfect safety of the garden that that created safety that God had given man, but God restores. Amen. First Corinthians three sixteen says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Point to yourself and say, This is the temple of God. 
this is the temple of God. Second Corinthians 5, 1 says, For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Wow. Wow. We are created for a purpose. This earthly house, this tent can be destroyed, but this building from God, this, this work that God does and did and is doing, this house not made with hands, is what? It's eternal in the heavens. So is our, is our body, is our house important? Why? Why is this house, this temple, this tent, or as the Old Testament calls it, the tent of meeting? Why is it? How is it made heavenly? How can it be heavenly? Because God is in this house. Where God is, is sacred. Where God is, is holy. It's holy ground. God told Moses, take off your shoes. Because this is holy ground. What makes the ground holy? The presence of the Lord. Point to yourself where your heart is and say, this is the house of the Lord. This is where God put his name. This is where God dwells. This is holy ground. It's set apart unto God for God's own purpose. Acts 7, verses 47 says, But Solomon built him in house, howbeit the Most High dwelleth not in temples made with hands, as saith the prophet, Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. What house will ye build me? saith the Lord, or what is the place of my rest? Hath not my hand made all these things? First Kings, correction, Second Kings 8.30. First Kings 8.30. First Kings 8.30. And hearken thou to the supplication of thy servant and of thy people Israel, when they shall pray toward this place, and hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place, and when thou hearest, forgive. Point to yourself and say, this place, this place. When you and I prayed this week on the TED line, and we, we placed our hands on our heads, and when we placed our hands on our hearts, we ministered. And the flow of the power of God for healing. We ministered as the priests ministered in the temple. We were praying towards God's temple. We were reaching out and we were touching and ministering the word of God. When we touched and laid our hands on our, our houses and we, we were praying, we were praying towards the place where God abides. We were not as as some do when they face the east or they face the west and they, they pray towards or, you know, one direction or another or they pray towards a city or a place. We're not like that where we worship. But we worship in spirit and truth. We are praying to where God truly lives. We are ministering where God truly lives in the hearts of men. These are all hallowed to God. God has hollowed the place, the house, the temple. These are places God considers holy ground. These places are made holy. They're made hollow by God because God is in it. And for those who are uh, unable to wrap your mind around the thinking about this Maybe it's out of reach. Maybe it's hard to, 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 to conceive. But Philippians 2, 5 through 11 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant 
and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even to the death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God hath also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. To the glory of God the Father. We have to get past this, this fallen mindset, this poverty thinking, this mind of, of, of self-defeating, this, this anti-self spirit that, 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 that cannot see as God sees the value in you. But rather, we even our bodies are by God's purpose, God's design made holy unto him for his purpose. And when we consider our bodies the way God considers, the way God sees us as his holy temple, his dwelling place, hallowed ground, we would take the proper care of it. We would minister to our bodies the the way the priests ministered to the temple, through the word of God, through obedience, through faith, by his Holy Spirit. And although we pray with raised hands when we pray, with faces lifted up toward heaven, it's our inner man, our spirit, in fellowship with the spirit of God who dwells within us. We walk in. And have authority and fellowship with God, not just upon the earth, but in heavenly places. Ephesians 1.3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Where Christ is, is a heavenly place. A heavenly place. Ephesians 1.20 says, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Ephesians 2.6 says, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Point to yourself and say, this place. This place, Ephesians 2, 19 through 22 says, Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the, of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth, Unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. This place. We don't worship our bodies, but we have holy reverence. As the scripture hath said, we worship God as the, we believe on him as the scripture hath said. And the scripture says that that we are the temple. We are the temple of the living God. It's the truth. Our bodies are the containers, the vessels, the temples, the house of God, the dwelling place of the Most High, who created us, but who also makes us holy, who separates us for his purpose. And this should not be thought of as robbery. This should be thought of as a privilege, an honor, an act of our faith in God. It's the proper use and the proper care of the temple to respect him and see ourselves the way he sees us. It shouldn't be considered as self-righteous, but it should be rather an act of righteousness Through Jesus, when his spirit came into us, we were considered at that point 
holy ground. Solomon was a biblical foreshadow, a type of Christ, just like Adam. And just like Adam, who was also a foreshadow and a type of Christ, Solomon sinned in a certain area. And both Adam and and Solomon had a place of highness at one point that as the son of God, Adam, he was called the son of God. He fell from a point, a place. He fell out of the sanctuary, out of that, that home that he and Eve had known. That sanctuary, that garden. And the other, King Solomon, fell from a, a place of anointing, a kingship. And he felt, they fell in sin, but their fall in sin is not what makes them a type of Christ in the prophetic text of scripture, but it is their, it's their link to their wives that I'm going to, I want to point to. I want to call your attention to see Jesus didn't sin, but he took on sin. He carried our sin. Jesus didn't do anything wrong, but he went to the depths of hell for our sin, for our redemption. Jesus, as an act of his own will, took a bride back who did not deserve to be taken back. But Jesus rescued. He redeemed. He bought back. See, Adam's wife Eve sinned, and Adam sinned with her. Solomon took wives that were not believers, and it was unlawful. It was wrong for him to take those wives. He took many wives who worshipped other gods. Many were even priestesses of their cults, of their other religions, or daughters of priests of cults of various kinds. But Adam was not told by God to join Eve in her sin. Solomon knew better than what he did, but he did. They are types of Christ in this right here, in the same prophetic way that Hosea the prophet was. See, God told Hosea to marry a prostitute specifically to point to God's marriage to a prostitute, his people, his own people. See, Hosea's wife would leave him and return and then leave him and return. But Hosea was commanded to receive her again because it was pointing to what God was going to do. These men were types of Christ because God is building something. He is, he is making something. He's making a temple, building the house of God. He's, he's sanctifying. He's redeeming. Jesus, Jesus birthed the church. We know he builds the church. He built and he is the foundation. Now Solomon, after he built the temple, by God's command and God's authority. He was anointed for this. After he built the temple, Solomon entered into it. Solomon was a type of Christ. And Jesus, like Solomon, he built the church. He built the house of God. And then he entered it. He entered it. And when Jesus entered the house of God, it came holy. It became sanctified. It became Hallowed ground. Solomon built the temple from the finest materials. He built it with, with no, without sparing any expense. Jesus lives in the best place he can make. I can't make me. I can't make myself taller. I can't make myself thinner but God makes me God makes you Jesus made and birthed the church not made with hands point to yourself and say this is the church I'm the church I'm the temple of God why does God care about our bodies why does he have so much compassion and so much to say about 
what we do with our bodies and how we're to treat the sanctuary of God. See, our, our body is important to him. Our health, our well-being is important to him because we are holy ground. We should see ourselves as that holy ground in our heart is where he is enthroned. We are his temple. Genesis 28:16 through 17. Watch this carefully. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place. This is none other but the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Point to yourself and say, This is the house of God. James 5, 14 through 16. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. <clears throat> and the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, it shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. See, the act of laying on of hands is a, by God's people is a priestly prophetic act. It's a powerful act of obedience and faith. When the priests would lay hands and would minister by touching and by anointing in the temple and on the altar, and on the, they would lay their hands on the sacrificial lamb. When the word of God talks about praying towards this place, it is a heavenly ministry that you and I walk in as a man and woman of God. It's through this obedience. It's through this which the spirit of God flows and transfers the power of the living God. That's resident within the believer, within you and me. Point to yourself where your heart is and say, this is the house of the Lord. God is alive in this place. Surely the Lord is in this place. This is none other than the house of God. We are sanctified. You see, deliverance, the whole point of deliverance is to sanctify, is to purge, is to clean, is to cleanse and prepare us to be a living sanctuary unto the Lord. And we shouldn't think it robbery. We shouldn't think it uh, something inappropriate, but it's actually a holy act of obedience to consider yourself the temple, a holy place, holy ground, set apart for God's purpose. You are the temple of God. Point to yourself and say, I'm the temple of God. This in this place, the Lord is in this place. Amen. Father, with Holy Ghost boldness, cause your people to be the place where you abide in sanctified holy ground where your word manifests and life is abundant and you transfer, you, your spirit transfers among your people as they minister to each other and they minister to the lost and they minister to those in, in bondage and they minister to those who need healing and they minister to those that are cast away, that your word through them as temples which you abide in manifests. You are great, God. You're great and mighty, holy. And the place where you abide is holy. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord, Kedline. You are the house of the Lord. You are his church. You are his church. God is good. Amen. Kedline, we'll see you tomorrow in Jesus' name. I wish I had the time to tell you a story. You gotta realize <laughs>
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.